Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, the guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 328. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. I can't even say my name. Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host and equally dashing. He said it'd be a bad hair day, but no, he's here to show me up. Jeff, the Riz Risden. How you doing, brother? I'm very good. Great to, good to be with you. Let's 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 have a fun Friday afternoon. This is a, this is a great time to do this. Yes, I am so glad it's the end of the We got week. a Super Bowl weekend. This is the last weekend of football. I'm underwhelmingly stoked for the game Sunday. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm ready to talk some Lions. As a guy in Tampa, it's a big deal. Yeah, I bet <laughs> it is. the local economy to have the whole team, whatever. Maybe not. One of these years, I will have a rooting interest in a Super Bowl. Yeah. One. One At one. some point in my life, it's been a very, very, very long time. Okay. Actually, well, so so the two teams that I root about most, never been. Never been. Third, the third team, the team that everybody else in my house roots for, never been. Never been, yeah. You you guys, I'm just going to tell you, if you pick another team in football, let me know. I want to stay away. <laughs> Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, let's get right into this. Let's start off with a little bit of talk about a guy. You might have heard of the name. I'm not sure if you did. Um, he's a he's a guy that plays football, and he's been recently uh, attached to the Lions. His name's Jared Goff. Um, I don't know if you know. We got two firsts and a Jared Goff and, ex- and a third this year for a Stafford. Sounds like a like you're trading like comic book cards or whatever, right? Cards or vacuums. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that. I mean, we've covered the trade, we've talked about that, but I've, there's a lot of conversation about the quality of Jared Goff as a as a quarterback, and a lot of people freaking out. Both sides. Some people are over the moon a little bit about him. Some people are really underwhelmed by him, and and frankly. You've had enough of that shit. So we're here to tell you kind of where, where things really land. That's going to be my favorite <laughs> drop forever, right? Thanks, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First off, I think my question about Jared Goff and for the people that hate Jared Goff is, of all the quarterbacks that were out there this year, you know, Matthew Stafford said, I need to go. 
So you have to say, okay, he's not available. And yep. you have to- he was not. He was not coming back. Period. Yep. Yep. He's off the table. So there you are. You've got uh, Chase Daniel sitting there, and you can look at him and say, "Oh, there's Chase." <sighs> Who is your quarterback going to be that you're going to get that is going to be better than Jared Goff? Okay, forget the trade, forget the all the other pieces. Who is going to be better? And you know what? So, Nobody. <laughs> but go ahead. So l- l- let's look and see who else is out there. Okay, the the Eagles right now are shopping Carson Wentz. Yep. Is Carson Wentz better than Jared Goff? He he could be. Not last year. He has he hasn't been the last couple of years, and he's got massive, massive, massive injury problems and a worse contract that lasts longer. <laughs> <laughs> and and look, Goff had a bad year last year for for Jared Goff, and he Wentz had a bad did. year. And if you compare them side by side, <laughs> Goff's had a better year. I mean, he appears to be in a down year, a better quarterback even still. Wentz had one of the worst years in pro football focus's history last year. <laughs> oof, oof. Think about that. <laughs> did he play for the Lions defense? <laughs> He might, he might as well have. Oh, my God. Yeah, so um, so I would take Jared Goff over Carson Wentz in the role that the Lions are using their quarterback for. I don't think that Carson Wentz is a, the quarterback of the future for any franchise. I certainly wouldn't risk it um, more than I would risk a year flyer on Jared Goff. So, so he's out. Okay, let's look at Chicago, which is apparently trying to trade as we speak, working very diligently to get Carson Wentz out of Philadelphia. That means Mitchell Trubisky's ready. Is Mitchell Trubisky oh. better than anyone? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, Biscuit's going to land as a as a backup, right? I mean, you it, know what? It's the and I, I, going to be this year. I, I actually I like the idea of him as a backup somewhere with something to prove, and he comes in and um, sort of sort of the way that Marcus Mariota was last year for Las right. Vegas. Yep, yep. Um, a, a, a former starter, high draft pick. Didn't really work out. Didn't see eye to eye with the coach that he had. He goes somewhere else and revives his career and is trying to parlay that into a starting gig elsewhere. Um, And so we'll we'll stay with the Raiders for a second. Derek Carr is allegedly available. Is he better than Goff? Maybe. He might be. Maybe. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, um, he's he's hard he to get was, along. He was, he was in 2020. <laughs> he absolutely was. Yeah. I, I thought I thought Derek Carr played pretty well last year. Yeah. Um, and a couple of his bad games, you have to look at uh, the game in Cleveland um, where they played in a monsoon that had steady 50-mile-an-hour winds and rain. Of course, no, he didn't throw the ball well. So, so uh, based off 2020, yes, I would take Derek Carr. But over the, the bulk of their career, I – Give me golf, right, um, right? Not not overwhelmingly, but I would I would I would take golf over that um, because they they obviously want to get Mariota, and that was not by the way an option. Uh, they did not inquire with the Lions, so that's that's how the Bears did. Um, let's go to Denver. What, what was what was the offer from Denver again? So we've heard a lot of different variations of the offer, but what, what's the one that you've got? I've got a top ten pick in Drew Locke. No. Top ten, so that's that's the number nine pick this year. So you would have number seven and number nine in a draft that a lot of teams are desperate to get the hell out of because they they haven't been able to scout the players. There's no combine, there's no pro days. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the guys haven't played football in over a year. Um, some of them in a very very long time. Some of them have been eighteen months since they've put pads on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would you would front load your acquisitions for that. And get Drew Locke, who would be a quality backup quarterback in Detroit. Um, he's better than Chase Daniel, but he if he's your starter, ooh, 
I mean, there, there's a reason why Denver has given up on him. And then you um, combine in that that pick from Denver and and your number seven pick to try to move up to get absolutely that that's that that's the move. And then you're taking Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, yeah. and uh, we still have no clue how the the regime is figuring out. So let's let's adjust that for a quick second. John Dorsey is notorious because um, he was advising Zach Wilson's dad. He was doing that as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles front office. He was he was a advisor for the Eagles. You can't, you cannot, I know it's, it's, it's convenient and it's easy to do to carry that over that he's going to bring that same attitude to the Lions, but he was working for the Philadelphia Eagles when he was convincing Zach Wilson mm-hmm. to, to come out and to you know do what he was doing. I don't know if he's carrying that over to the Lions or not. He certainly has a very educated opinion on Zach Wilson. I think he will certainly make that heard, knowing John Dorsey, he will make it heard. Yep. Doesn't mean that he necessarily likes him though. Right. That, 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 so this this is a guy. Remember, if you go back when when he had the number one pick in Cleveland, everybody thought that he was going to take Sam Darnold until the literally the day before the draft because he had blown so much smoke up Darnold's ass and had had you know been out to USC and talked to all the people there, and it came out later that Darnold that uh, that Darnold wasn't even his second guy. He, he was going. He wanted Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen. Yeah. Yep. Um, with, with Darnold a, a, a third. So um, trying to predict what John Dorsey is thinking because of what he did in the past. I know it's convenient. I know it's easy to connect those dots. Don't do it because you could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 very well likely may. I mean, and that's part of what the, you have to do at that level, right? That's part of what. You're doing is to keep the smoke screen up. So people you, you talked about the canary doing. trap, and, yeah. and I told you John Dorsey is the master of the canary trap. So uh, be be cautious before you read too much into the Zach Wilson and John Dorsey connections. Doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, but it also doesn't mean that it does. Right now, let me ask you. Um, there's a question about Alex Smith from Levi in the uh, in the chat. What do you think about Alex Smith? I think uh, he's what thirty seven. 30, 36. He's the same. He's the same draft class as Aaron Rodgers. Right. Right. Um, he's had the most gruesome leg injury that anybody's ever re- returned from. If you're getting a one year rental, fine. But he he is not going to be on. He would not. He will not be in the NFL in two more years. That's right. just where he's at. So I, I don't see any point in wasting time on that. I would much rather see if you've got something with Goff, who's 25, 20, 25, 26, um, has a manageable contract. Um, especially after the the initial swallowing here, so uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go with What's that. What's going on? Okay, <laughs> things are starting to sound better already. Uh, <laughs> the um, <laughs> yeah, the thing with with Goff, and we talked about this a little bit, is the idea that you have options. You absolutely have options with Jared Goff. He had a bad year last year. There's a lot of talk about McVay and and his ego in the, in this in this in the in the scheme. I mean, of he, well, he well, well, look, he he, he said he what, what did he say? Lay the pipe to his girlfriend. Oh, I mean, that's we'll get there. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that, 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 that certainly calls for friction. Is it not? Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. But think about like one of the things about golf and I've seen this a couple of times is there's a confidence (laughs) issue going on. You know what I mean? Yes. Here was something that beat him with confidence. Where else have we heard people talk about confidence that we'll go into later in this show? (laughs) Hmm. Huh? Yeah, what an opportunity to take a whole group of people who need much the same type of therapy, bring them together as a group, as a team, and try to grow them and blow them up. Op- really, really good idea. Really, really good idea, I think. Um, 
I did a thing about salary cap. I'm not even going to talk about the salary cap hit. If you guys, uh, I watched it by the way. It was beautiful. Oh, thank you. It was, it was very well done. Um, I, I loved, I loved the way that you, you shot down the fact that, that the salary cap is restrictive in what you can do. There are ways. Yeah. Written by Ash, Ash Thompson. I have to give him credit performed by me. Um, we we had we had a little uh, tech issue on his his piece that he that he put in and then I just re-recorded it because I didn't have a case last night so it worked out that way but um yeah no he gets all the credit he is absolutely our capologist and brains behind everything cap wise but uh, no it was absolutely fabulous I really really like what he did I think that's something that people can refer to over time if you want to know what dead cap is and why it's not necessarily bad depending on where you are in your rebuild process if you want to look at carryover cap if you want to learn about the cap and basically how it works it's all kind of contained in there it's just situational around the the golf and, and and stafford thing so you can see that it's great it's on the youtube channel we uh we'll, we'll, yeah. please know. please check it out it's very good it's yeah. well done thank you thank you Riz. um so we're not gonna talk about that but those options you get with golf you can you can dump them right you can dump them in in two years for nothing just about correct and yep. with what we have with the guys that we can drop this year you're talking about lots of availability to spend in the next two years so right now if you're looking at putting your team together you're the you're you're Brad Holmes and you, you know the cap situation as you do you have Jared Goff you want to check him out because he's only 26 he if he works he's the quarterback of your future he's taken a team to the Super Bowl he's won playoff games um and and let's not and and this is I, I got to say this the right way because I don't want people to take it wrong, but let's not pretend that Matthew Stafford didn't have his own kind of warts, right? I mean, there's there's and that's yes, that that's something that we we can go further into. But you're absolutely right there. We uh, there are a lot of people who have lionized in the more general term, not the not the lionized that we know um, <laughs> as a negative, uh, but the more colloquial use right. of the term, have done that to Matthew Stafford. And while it's great, that he, he, he was great. You're not going to hear any so argument from qualities. either of us yeah. that he wasn't a good quarterback. Look, he, he didn't. He did have some flaws. He still has some flaws. It is not a sure bet that it's going to work for Los Angeles either. He, but. But he, he is a better fit for their offense, I think. I, I, the only thing is those poor guys' fingers, the mangling that's going to happen to them with the, the short dink and dunk offense that they have, he's going to. He, those guys are going to be a mess because the one thing he doesn't have is a great touch pass. It, he it, doesn't. It, and the other thing, and this, the basis of their offense is to hit receivers on the dead run. That's not where he's at his best. Um, yeah. Doesn't mean he can't do it, but he, he's been better at throwing a back shoulder throw or uncorking it off of play action d- deep down the field. The McVay offense typically has you do play action and then you survey your shorter options and you read the field short to deep rather than deep to short. Stafford's a deep to short guy. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some adjustment on his part. It's going to take some adjustment on McVay's part to play to his strengths. Those are both smart good guys at what they do so i i have a feeling that they will work it out but it's it's not a given that it's going to work there yeah yeah um just really quick in the chat kevin finley um i was watching you guys on the can no no the camera hasn't moved we've been here the whole time um so yeah the, the sorry i couldn't help it the, thanks for your advice kevin by the way thanks buddy <laughs> um had a home, home improvement issue that i ran oh, t- oh cut the joists it's always step one cut the joists <laughs> Um, if you always got the choice, Patreon <laughs> Slack, well, you'll learn all about cutting Joyce. Um, so we didn't have capital to get a quarterback this year. We had five draft picks, right? Now we have six and a quarterback that's serviceable and gives us options and doesn't break the bank like people are crying about. We're okay there. So we're in a mm-hmm. position where we absolutely need wide receivers. 
maybe through three free agency, maybe through the draft, maybe through both. Because as you, I think you've said this. I know I have. I'm not super excited by any of the defensive players at seven, and none of them really no. jump out at me as, no. as a real win. No, we can get a couple receivers into this system, and we can see what Jared Goff is this year. Right, we, we know there's a lot of work to be done on the defense. We understand that, and we'll spend a lot of picks on the defense. But I think pretty quickly, because of this, the, the state of our offensive line, we can know exactly what we have in Jared Goff by the end of next season. Do you agree? He is coming to an offensive line that's better than any he had in Los Angeles. Yeah, absolutely. That, that does that doesn't mean that the Lions have the best offensive line in the league. But look at what the Rams had. Um, they had a good, not great line. They had good tackles um, when Rob Havenstein was healthy. Um, he played very well. Uh, when, when Andrew Whitworth was healthy, he played very well. They're middle of the line. They have gotten by with largely anonymous dudes, um, and, yeah. and and they've been fine. But the Lions are better than that, uh, especially if, if Big V can show anything in his second year. Sweet. Hopefully he can because he's healthy and because uh, he, he's got another year under his belt with Hank Fraley coaching him, and there's going to be a def- defined position for him. He thought he was going to be the right tackle. He was, wasn't was better than Tyrell Crosby from day one. Right. So then they tried to move him to guard. He wasn't good there. So, th- yeah, there, there's reason to like what Goff is walking into. And Absolutely. So you start thinking about like some of the sacks and the and the ball losses he's had. A lot of that can be attributed to the fact that he had more pressure than he will in Detroit. So you've got he that did. going for you. Um, you start thinking about getting those wide receivers, and you can start putting in free agency some of those pieces in place because a rebuild. Let's let's be honest. If in, by the end of year two and year three, you're going to know if this is working. You're going to know if your rebuild is working or not, or if you're on on the wrong path. And yeah. we, we evaluate a quarterback right now. Um, we get some pieces in place by the end of next of next this coming season. We know what we have in our quarterback, and we also have, if we don't have what we need in the quarterback, a full slew of draft picks and capital to move up to get the guy that we want as a quarterback. What an amazing place to be to jump this year at the quarterbacks. Frankly, I'm not super excited by what's available this year as far as quarterbacks. Not that they're bad, but part of what diminishes my excitement of, of the guys available at the position is, number one, it's such a crapshoot, it seems like, for everybody to get a quarterback. And number two, as you mentioned earlier, the leg, some guys, 18 months of not playing, uh, only a few games that they've played, lower-level competition, no combine. You, you, you only have pro days, which are BS as far as getting in data. What a terrible way or a terrible year to roll the dice on your GM, your coach, and your franchise to try to bring that out. This seems like much, much better path that you can recover from your quarterback on in a year and get the guy that you want. That's kind of where my head's at. Yeah, I don't I don't have an issue with that at all. And remember, there will be veteran quarterbacks next year that other teams are giving up on at that time. Uh, the the stigma of giving up on your quarterback too early is gone. That that, that doesn't exist anymore. The, the Dolphins have been trying quietly to get rid of Tua already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, the, the Texans are shopping Deshaun. Well, they're not shopping. They should be shopping Deshaun Watson. They're not. Um, he's. He's one of the three best quarterbacks in the game under 30 years old. The fact that you can find those guys that are available, um, it's going to become it's it's, the league is trending more that way. It it is becoming more like the NBA where you can you can make a trade for James Harden. You you know, you can get Kevin Durant if you really want to. You can trade for LeBron if you really want to. Uh, Nothing is off the table anymore. I think the NBA or the NFL is definitely trending in that NBA direction. And that's very good for a team that has two first round picks in each of the next two years after this year. 
and also might have some some marketable assets that are that they're, that they're selling off to a team. You know, let's say another year of Trey Flowers, and he's he's the same Trey Flowers that he was last year, um, but healthy all year. Yeah, team's going to give a third round pick for that, or you're going to get a third round compensatory pick for that. That's yep. That, that that's that again. The op, you you stress the word options, and that's so important. And if you think about the Lions, it, have so many options this year too with it. You but, should yeah. be getting starters for sure out of your first three rounds of the of the draft. You should be, right? If you're doing yes. well, you should be getting starters out of the first three rounds of the draft. We turned into five picks overall to now having four picks in the first three rounds and having a quarterback position filled when we didn't have a quarterback. Right. right. You do you, you don't you do not have to fill the quarterback. I as you know, I absolutely believe that Jared Goff is starting all sixteen games this year. Um un, until it's proven otherwise, he is the starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions, and he will be given every chance to prove that he can be that long term. Yep. But I think that John Dorsey's influence and also Ray Agnew coming in, um, because he was a little bit skeptical on Goff getting the con- the contract. If you dig back into the Raider or the Rams um Pantheon when they when they signed Goff it wasn't a unanimous decision to give him that contract. Yeah. And uh, uh, there, there is some word that Agnew was one of the voices of dissent against making him, giving him what $134 million over four years. Okay. Um, so I, I, I think they're smart enough, having come from where they are, to realize that maybe they do need options and maybe it needs to be better than John Wolford as your, your backup option. Yeah. Nothing against Wolford, who I, I actually I kind of think he might be good um, in some time, yep. he's certainly a good enough backup to play for Matthew Stafford. He's better than Chase Daniel. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they're they're going to find ways to bring in something that can work. And um, honestly, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, no, go, no. Go ahead and finish your thought because I, I I'm I'm done with mine. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I just, <laughs> the, thing, the thing that I think where people shortchange Goff is they say that it he was surrounded by a team that that made him great. Well, to be fair, he didn't have an offensive line. Really, he did have a good running game, but I think we'll be okay in that. And then space with Swift in the in the room we've got right mm-hmm. now. I'm not sure that he had the super spectacular wide receivers that people. I mean, they're, they're better than what we've got. I'll tell you that. But you still have to get the ball to those wide receivers. Look at Trubisky, right? Why is he? He's having trouble. It's not because you know his, his the receivers are are carrying him. They should be able to carry him, right? Allen Robinson should be able to carry Mitchell Trubisky if we're if we're going to be talking about this. He's in an offense where, as you said, he's got to hit guys on the run, and they've been successful enough to win playoff games, get to the Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff with the people. It doesn't happen if the quarterback doesn't get the ball there. Okay, so exactly. I just I just want to say that just with that with that kind of thinking, and the reason he got that giant contract was he came off a hell of a year. He came off of a really really good year playing quarterback, and that he means did. he got the ball to those guys to catch it. Period. No, he did. He he was very good in the capacity that they were. That, that his his usage changed. This is something that mm-hmm. I talked with um, my, my my Rams wire counterpart Cam DeSilva, and I had a conversation about this. I wrote some of it. Um, some of it was filed away for for future information on my part. <laughs> but he's he said he stressed to me that their offense did change because their weaponry changed. They, he didn't have a healthy Todd Gurley anymore. Todd Gurley has no knees left. By the way, you do not want him in Detroit. Um, he's he's gotten, he, he, he and Mark Ingram both, I, I, there's been a clamoring for both those guys. I don't want either of those anywhere near. I would much, 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 much rather have Adrian Peterson back than either of those guys, yep. period. Yep. 
Um, uh, they got rid of Sammy Watkins. They got rid of um, somebody else in his name's escaping me now, but they, they, they lost their true vertical threats in that offense. And he wound up having guys that were a little more limited athletically where he had to hit or it, it became a much more timing and rhythm based offense rather than taking more shots. Um, they were much more likely to do an 11 play 70 yard drive than an eight play 70 yard drive. Right. That, that that's sort of what, what they morphed into. And, we and he know. did okay. The, look, his terrible year, the, the year they missed the playoffs, he, they still went nine and seven with Jared Goff as their quarterback. Um, now, now his line was better that year. 2020, he had the worst line that he's ever played behind. No real running game. Um, no no stable running game, I should say. They went to the playoffs. They they won a playoff game last year. That's right. He won a playoff game with a broken thumb, and and I, I do. Want he to did the the same thumb that Stafford had. Yep. Almost almost identical injuries. Yep. And yeah. I want to say that as you know, the rhythm method that you were talking about is not nearly as effective. We've we've learned that growing up that the rhythm method is not the way to go. So, all right. Um, Really quick, we have some uh, some breaking news. I drink to that. DraftKings is live in Michigan with mobile sports betting. Yes, that yes. DraftKings yes. has yes. finished crossing their T's yes. and dotting their I's, meaning you can place a bet right now from anywhere in Michigan for a limited time. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is offering all players a chance to double their money if the Pistons hit a three. Yes, you heard that right. All it takes for you to double your money is opting into the promotion and placing your wager and sit back and watch the threes rain down. Uh, this isn't some offshore operation like the other gambling sites. No, sir. DraftKings is a legitimate sports book based right here in the United States, so you can be confident that your funds are absolutely secure. With the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can bet from wherever, whenever. You don't even have to leave your house. And I have got to get oh to Michigan because the app and betting is not available in Florida. And it's driving me bazonkers, man. It's driving me nuts. I'm sitting here looking at it. I can use it. I can use the app, and I can see the numbers and everything else. And it's now it's like, I got to call my dad. Dad, can you do something for me? Hey, dad, dad, get, get the app. Open. Dad, dad, dad. This is no fun. I got to get back. I got to figure out a way. I got to get out. I've met your dad, too. I'm, I'm sure he's not all that keen on helping you out on that. No, no. He's, and he's <laughs> the game's over, dad. Don't worry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DLP when you sign up. For a limited time, all users can double their money if the Pistons hit a three-pointer. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if the Pistons hit just one three-pointer. Don't forget, enter code DLP only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Excellent. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-277-7117. 21 and over, Michigan only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. Oh, my God. You, sir, you, sir, are going to get your legal. You're going to be not disbarred. You're going to be embarred. I don't know what they call it. I'll, I'll pass a bar. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> I'm not, not passing a bar today. We're uh, we're drinking. Uh, what are we doing today? We're drinking Ludington Bay. Um some barrel aged ale that's uh, pretty good. I don't want to hear about anything you pass. All right, really quick. <laughs> Sorry, I just I'm always the in the in the bad place. I'm always in the bad place. Uh, I want to go into a Jared Goff scouting report, and then we'll move on for from okay. there. Okay, and then um, we'll figure out. Don't 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 read mine from Real GM circa nineteen or uh, twenty sixteen because uh, you're not going to like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so as a full disclaimer, he was my QB four that year. I had grave concerns about his arm strength and his ability to handle pressure. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. But my num- I, I, li- I loved Paxton Lynch, so. Yeah, tells you what I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, we'll we'll leave quarterback hair out of it. That's not a that's not a win statistic. <laughs> quarterback hair is, is as good as quarterback team wins. All right. Um, there, there's three positives and three negatives. This is a Rams fan with an honest scouting report on Jared Goff by uh, posted in the Reddit by Bad Monkey, and I really really like this. Sorry, Luke P in the chat. I I know it's. It's they, they wrote that for us. I didn't. <laughs> All yep. right. Really quick. Here we go. Uh, leadership and team <laughs> relations. Jared Goff is the anti-diva QB. If anything, he's too humble, self-effacing. Okay. Thousand percent true. Yeah. Puts the work in the <laughs> film room and in the off season. I mean, and, and around town, one of the most generous guys, quiet, unassuming, just does his thing and leads by example. I mean, just a really, really good dude. You get a lot of kind of surfer dude out of him like when you see him you know what i mean but he he's smarter than than surfer dude i I really believe that and see that just the way he leads the team and carries himself he just doesn't necessarily come off as he he definitely comes off as a guy from california (laughs) oh oh definitely yes he does he's he's from california and he's he is aware now that the sun does in fact rise in the east yes that that was it that was the one from hard knocks thank you i couldn't remember i didn't go back yet um Poise yeah. is the second thing they talk about with Goff. Uh, they call him California Cool. You know, we'll, we'll get off the California thing here real quick. Uh, and he can appear aloof at times, but having a short memory is a good thing, right? And let's be real. Absolutely. He's even killed, even when pressure comes in. He doesn't get bent out of shape. I mean, this whole trade thing. I mean, and with McVeigh, if you saw the article from uh, Sam Farmer, who is one of my favorite writers. Sam Farmer's a great guy. Second only great to Jeff reporter. Risden. Second only to <sighs> Jeff Risden. Oh. <laughs> um, but he's he is he is so so good uh, did a great thing on it and if you read it and, and you should you absolutely should he's with the LA Times you'll find him over there um, you listen to Jared Goff I can't imagine thinking speaking anything like he did at 26 year old 26 years old much less with what just happened I just can't imagine being that mature and 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 even keel yeah. you know what i mean think think about you just you just, you've led a team to the super bowl on the last 3 seasons you just won a playoff game over a division rival where you you actually played pretty well in that game yep. and your team's giving up on you i mean that's that's a blow man i mean that, think about that as an I, I know these guys get paid a lot, but there, there is ego. And one of the reasons why you're in the NFL is because you have a certain level of ego and gravitas and, and personal confidence. belief in yourself. Yeah, yeah. And and that just got that just got shattered. And and if you read the farmer thing, I think you'll come across that. I think he sees it um, as an opportunity for himself more than um, feeling sorry for himself. Yep. Uh, and, and I think that's probably the, the right way to go for him. The idea um, that he says he, he's going to a place where he's wanted, right? And you think about what's happened with, with McVeigh and him and the gap. And we'll talk about the, the some of the, 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 the comments that came out that he said that maybe kind of, <laughs> that kind of led to that. But um, I gotta, I gotta tell you this, this is, this is a guy who is just, Perfectly tuned for this coaching staff, this front office, and and the, and the the evolution that the players on this team have to go through after the Patricia experiment and collapse that the team underwent. Oh. There's a rebuilding, not just of the players and the roster on, of the team, but of the confidence of the people 
that are playing for this team. And Jared Goff is a guy that with those, the poise and the leadership skills that we're talking about can help be a part of that resurgence and lead that group through that process. Don't you agree? I, I absolutely agree. And, and the, the, the most um, congruent situation or parallel situation is what Ryan Tannehill did after he left Miami. And he went to Tennessee to sort of reclaim his career. And look what happened there. Um, they're in the playoffs every year. Yep. He got Marcus Mariota, who's the what number two, number three overall pick in a yep. draft, yep. out of town. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen for golf. I think Ryan Tannehill is, is more physically talented than, than Jared Goff. But don't rule out the fact that Jared Goff could play well in Detroit, could play, um, make, make, make the, uh, the pro bowler from 2017 to 2018 come back. Um, but he has made two pro bowls since the last time Matthew Stafford made one that now, now the pro, I I crap on the pro bowl all the time. That's not a good way to measure things. You've had enough of that. That that tells you where the respect around the league is though, because the league largely chooses that they saw enough the the players, the, the, the other coaches, they thought he was performing better than Matthew Stafford. Now, obviously, wins have a lot to do with that, and it's sure. crap. But everybody that's piling on and, and saying that Jared Goff has no talent, you're wrong. Is he as good as Matthew Stafford? Hell no. Hell no, he's not. No. He's not. But we go back to the first question we asked in the show. Who are you nope. going to get this better? Matthew Stafford was gone. There is no question he was gone. He said he wanted a trade. He was gone. He was not going to play for the Lions again. So with that nope. being the case, who's better? Right now, who's better? There's nobody. You did the best uh, you could. You did the very I best mean, you could in the NFL. Uh, You're not getting Deshaun Watson, right? No. With everything going on with the Texans. And even if you could, like, if you had a oh shot God, at him in Texans. April or May, you, that, that screws with your whole draft and everything else. You, it, there's no better play. And, and it you, was, want, you, want, you want to use those five draft picks on, on Deshaun Watson because that's what it's going to take to get him out of there. Yeah. Um, I... I'm actually tempted, but no. <laughs> no. So I want, to get to, I want to get to the last thing that they talked about, arm talent. And I don't know why McVay wouldn't let Goff throw downfield last season. It's either him missing the reads or McVay not calling for the throws. Um, lack of downfield separation. And if he's used to lack of separation, he's come to the right place. Um, but they say he's got some, some good knack for medium and short-range routes. And, and let's face it, he's hit those 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 players on the run in the McVay defense. He's also got good touch. That's something, again, that Matthew Stafford absolutely lacked. This is going to be different. The ball is not going to be whistling every time it sails, you know, when when they when the ball's thrown. And that's a good thing. That's going to help save right. your receivers. That's going to help your running backs be better at catching the ball. Um, I've talked a little bit about, you know, over the years about how Matthew Stafford throws the ball. I was just going to say that when, when I first joined this podcast, one of the topics was, and I remember this because I'm like, oh, do I really want to get involved with this? Was um, <laughs> Not crazy anymore, have I? Y'all had, y'all had the hypothesis that Matthew Stafford was the, was the drop problem in Detroit, that he couldn't throw a catchable ball. <laughs> and I, I kind of bristled against that because, you know, come on, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. But but I, I will just say it's probably not coincidental that the Lions have been near the worst in catch drop rate over the course of Matthew Stafford's career. And he's not the sole issue, right? It, it, why not? He, both, no, it right? is not on him. Well, remember things, remember right? with Calvin, Calvin Johnson led the NFL in drops for the decade two years after he retired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the cost of doing business with greatness. He yeah. had his flaws, too. Yeah, 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 for sure. And again, I want to make sure because folks have joined it later. 
absolutely love Matthew Stafford and 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 state openly that he's a better quarterback than Jared Goff is. No question. But he did have his issues, and there's things where he, we could have possibly done better with a different type of ball delivered to the receiver or a different kind of strategy from the line of scrimmage or whatever. Jared Goff is absolutely serviceable, is absolutely an NFL quarterback, and is absolutely probably absolutely the best thing we could have gotten this year. And then you throw those the third round pick and the upcoming first round picks in it. If he's a bridge, it's a hell of a bridge because it got you right. to the number one overall pick next year or the year after if you need it. If, if you need yes, if you need to, you have the ability. Uh, look, as you stated in, in in what Ash wrote in the video that you alluded to earlier. This is not a playoff team in 2021. This is very likely a team that's going to earn a top top five, certainly top 10 yep. pick on its own volition. If you have that pick, the Rams pick, which let's call it 22, um, and a first-round pick the following year, that's going to get you to number one if you need to get there, yep. if you want to get there. Yep. That will get you there. Uh, the number one has gone for less than that in the past. Yep. So... If you really want that, that's uh, that that's where you're at. And let's face it, I mean, from a business perspective, we went through a whole season with no players or no no fans in the stands, and that cost that cost the Ford family money, concessions, the whole yes, thing. Did. They need fans in stands, and after this last season, you have a lot of skeptical fans. At the end of this last season, before you know, we had a new coach and everything else. There was a lot of negativity around it. The Holmes hire, the Campbell hire, the staff that they've gotten, bringing Hank Fraley back, for example, has really, really elevated the uh, the, the thinking around this team. Jared Goff coming in has, is helping. You go with Chase Daniel or one of the other quarterbacks that's out there, and 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 you you know you're fielding a garbage team. We were at the Dallas game the year before last, and when when there was more Dallas fans at Ford Field than there were Lions fans, you don't want that. You will absolutely murder the fan. You will be Jaguar tier uh, at that point. Oh, you, long, you don't want to go full Jaguar. No, no. <laughs> Bringing in Goff as a bridge and getting yourself set up. If he's great, he's then great. You've got something for the long term. If he's not, you're absolutely set up to make the move next year or the year after if you have to and not destroy your position in the draft. This is a great move. This is absolutely a great move from a business perspective, from a, a, a roster perspective as far as getting uh, with what you have as capital this year and getting the players you need this year and then on the go forward for the draft perspective as well and then in the locker room. I think this is across the board, checks all the boxes. You know, it, you're trying to retool the organization. I think I think one of the things that they've done is they've made a conscious decision to change course. And and partying with Matthew Stafford is part of that. But also part of it is is acknowledging that what you were doing with Stafford wasn't going to win. Yeah. Um, yes, we all, we all love Matthew Stafford, but did it ever result in wins? Now, are we blaming Matthew Stafford for the losses? Hell no. No. No, no, no. But was he ever good enough to overcome a flawed team to lead them to where you want to be? He no, he wasn't. He hasn't been. Yeah. That that that's a plain fact. It's is disappointing, and it's certainly not all on on Matthew Stafford. But mm-hmm. he, it, it wasn't going to happen in Detroit. Yeah, you know, you're going to have to get past that. And um, is it going to happen for Jared Goff in Detroit? I I kind of doubt it honestly. I, I I don't think he'll be the quarterback after 2021, but he's or he's earned the right to at least try. Mm-hmm. This is this is not a guy without some ability that you're throwing out. This is this is not turning the 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 the, fran- the keys of the franchise over to to Mitchell Trubisky or yeah. uh, who else sucks at quarterback. 
<laughs> Marcus Mariota. Um, <laughs> the thing, the thing is, is we turned in Matt Flynn. <laughs> oh God. Um, you have to watch that, by the way. Uh, that, 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 so I, I, I put it down. That, that will be coming in lieu of the combine this year yep. uh, because I'm normally in Indianapolis. I'll have a little nice. bit more free time. Nice. Um, I will watch that, and I will. Uh, I, I've actually found the game. Um, I didn't download it because well, my computer sucks, but um, <laughs> I don't have that kind of memory. Uh, but I, I have access to it. I will watch it, and I will. I will take shots of myself reacting to it and write about awesome. it. Awesome, awesome. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. So we, we 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 took a quarterback that we don't have anymore because he he said he wanted out. But we'll just you know we took that, turned it right. into two first round picks and a guy that wants to play here who's not bad. That's 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 a heck of a deal, right? I mean, yep. that's a. He- and, and, and a third rounder this year. I mean, that's that's a heck of a deal. So we'll get through this. We'll go through. There's three things he can improve on, and I, I didn't want to make the scouting report all positive, so we're going to hit the three negatives. Uh, the first one they have is football IQ, um, and there's questions about in the conversation about why the offense got so conservative in the last year in the Rams with Goff, and it's a great, it's a great question. It's an absolutely great question because um, – is it McVeigh? Is it Goff? Is it, it where is that? Um, Goff seems, you know, the Goff is too dumb meme is out there right now. We don't know how real it is. Maybe there's a better offense that fits him. Replacing Stafford's flaws with Goff's flaws may be a net positive for this team. You don't know, really, right? I mean, that's the different kind of flaws may actually work out. That he's it's, a better quarterback yeah, it's kind of a weird way to look at it, but and Stafford um, better well, in LA. Go to the Tannehill thing in in uh, in Tennessee. He, he was different than Mariota. It wound up being better for the guys around him, and it allowed them. Uh, AJ Brown, we'll, we'll use him as an example as a receiver, was not a guy that Marcus Mariota was going to have a great career with. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league right now, in part because of his fit with what Tannehill does well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, would A.J. Brown work with, with Jared Goff as well? He would be better with Matthew Stafford than he would with, with Jared Goff. So you're going to have to re-key what type of receiver you're looking for as well. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you, when you've got a blank slate, you've got Quintus Cephas and the, in theory, Jamar Geronimo Allison as your wide receivers coming back. You've got a chance to reshuffle your deck, man. Mm-hmm. You, you had a lot of guys that were really good at catching contested passes, at working back to the quarterback. Oh, I'm sure he'll be back momentarily. I am certain we'll catch Jeff. He like we lost him. We'll see how that goes. Um, looks like the connection on the YouTube side is good. So I'm going to keep going. I'm going to talk about the next one. The next item up for grabs on things he can improve is ball security. Um, he's been he's been hit with a lot of strip sacks. I see Jeff coming back. Okay, Jeff. Sorry, we lost you. Oh, we lost you again. All right, we'll see you in a second. Um, is it his is it his mechanics, his pocket presence, or small hands? Could be all of those things. Welcome back, Jeff. Um, Thank you. Yep. And we're talking about ball security as the second weakness uh, for Jared Goff. Now we can talk. About- he, he, he does have small hands, and he had problems anticipating when he was going to get hit mm-hmm. as a quarterback. He, do, he doesn't feel that pressure well. Yep. And that was yep. the number three one pocket presence. He doesn't have that. Um, redundant maybe with uh the ball security piece but one of the things that's going to help him in both of those those pieces is the offensive line he has this year with the the hank fraley led and, and also known as frank haley when he's got his glasses on around town but uh hank fraley led <laughs> offensive line um amazing work from this line from these guys we saw that the work that he's done with them we've seen him we saw him at senior bowl you guys know how much we love uh hank fraley yeah. 
this this is going to put uh, Jared Goff in a position behind the line that he's not used to. And they have well could and, see and, in in Ragnow, Jonah Jackson, and Taylor Decker. They have one of the three best center left guard left tackles in the league. Yeah. Absolutely, in twenty twenty one, they do. Yeah. Um, right, right side. Tyrell Crosby is functional. He's he's perfectly average right tackle. Mm-hmm. I think we'd agree that he's probably a little bit of an upgrade from Rick Wagner. Yeah. Oh, um, sure. not not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's more consistent. Um, does have his his he does have he does struggle with guys who can speed who can who can two way go on him who doesn't. Um, uh, and right guard, right guard's a hole. I mean, yeah. but but if you've got four fifths of a starting offensive line, you're better than ninety percent of the league. That's right, and, <laughs> and it's not it's not a screaming bukaki hole, right? It's a, it's it's just a hole. It's something that they can fix. All right, yes. sorry, I don't know why that came out, but it did. <laughs> you never know when that's going to come out. That's part of the fun of it. You know, one of these days they're going to go to meatspin.com and get me. <laughs> <laughs> There's people going right now. That's old school internet, folks. That's old school. That, That's that is. How many spins do you last through? <laughs> <laughs> now you. Now I know you visit too often, Riz. That, that, was, that was the thing on the Real GM message board circa 2007. <laughs> Back in the day. Shout out to my guy Stud oh, for uh, hitting me with that. Uh, Michael has a question. I'll get it, even though he didn't super chat it. When is Kenny's contact, contract up? Right now. He is a free agent, and I do not expect him back. And they know. are absolutely not going to franchise tag him. Yep. Um, wants I, I, I will say that I, I I will eat something that I really don't like. I'll eat I'll eat blueberry. I freaking hate blueberries. I will eat a a, a little what is a little pint tin things of <laughs> blueberries that they sell. <laughs> if if they franchise tag Kenny Galladay, he will not be back. He is not a Jared Goff receiver. He is a Matthew Stafford receiver. Yep. That's what I was talking about when my internet cut out. The, the fact that you can retool your receiving room to fit Goff better or to fit your quarterback of the future better. Let's say it's Justin Fields if they if they go for one this year. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields is not a guy who's going to throw balls to Kenny Galladay because he's covered. That That's not what he does. Yep. That's not what a lot of quarterbacks. If, if you're look, if you're looking at Sam Howell out of, of North Carolina, who I think is a very intra- attractive prospect. Um, and by the way, so I'll, I'll quick, quickly promote another podcast here. I did the Browns Wire podcast with my guy Josh Keatley and Donovan James the other night. We wound up having a really long conversation about the 2022 quarterback class. That's the one. Um, where I deferred to Don, who knows that stuff inside out, um, and he he actually knows Ke- Keegan Slovis quite a bit. Um, so we had a good conversation on it. So check it out on the Browns Wire podcast. Um, it's a good place to go, anyways. But uh, uh, they they wound up having a lot of gambling and, and college football interest in that. Um, but we wound up talking a lot about that, and uh, I was enamored with what we talked about. Sam Howell, aside from his weird dietary habits, the dude eats boiled chicken and spinach. That's it. That's like all he eats. Um, so that's that's a little bit of a flag there. But so I'll um, tell you what, the one he, he's the kind of quarterback who also will not throw the ball to a guy who's covered. Kenny Galladay is the most covered wide receiver in the NFL. You look at it in one, it's all, it's all about the phrasing and the, and the framing. He gets the fewest separations. The other way to spin that, he is the most easy to cover wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Third third from the bottom on advanced stats on uh, separation. Last time I yeah. looked. Uh, I didn't look after the last couple games, but he didn't play those, did he? Because that's the other thing. He's off. He, play, he played five. He actually had a worse year statistically than 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 uh, Quintus Cephas did. Yeah. Cephas had a better yards per catch reception, better catch rate, lower drop rate, better separation rate, and a higher touchdown rate. Now, he did it in a lot more games, to be fair. Right. But you're not 
they're not paying $20 million for, for Kenny Galladay. They are not Galladay turned down over 16 million a year. Spend, I know that for a fact. Spend 20, he ain't getting that from Detroit again. <laughs> spend 20 on, on, um, on Robinson. So and, and and you have a way better receiver, a far better receiver. Why spend yes. it on Galladay? If you if you don't think that the Allen Robinson is a better wide receiver than 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 Kenny Galladay, take your freaking glasses off. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the the thing he makes spectacular catches because he's covered, and they have to be spectacular when he makes them. That's the Kenny Galladay story in very very short. He point. he also has, and I highlighted this when I did my rewatch project for the summer. He's an apathetic at best blocker, and, and that is not going to fly for Dan Campbell. I'll and, tell you that right now. Well, and I'll tell you something from inside the organization, and you know, this journalism thing is easy. Um, there's a lot of people that think that KG gave up on the team. There's a lot I've of people that, that, think, well. that think he gave up on the team this year, and you know that's one thing you can't do as a player, no matter how bad it gets. You 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 go out. You do and that you to, to Dan Campbell. You do that to Anthony Lynn. Hell no. no, no that's absolutely right. <laughs> no. So, you know, we talk about you talk about eating boiled chicken and, and spinach or cabbage, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as a, as a as a um as an issue, a character issue. Giving up on the team is a lot bigger than that. So if you, yeah. you know what he could have done for those injuries. If Kenny G would have gone to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com, get himself some oh, of the segue, ladies and gentlemen, some of the best edibles out there. Um, there is some really, really good stuff uh, at cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. There's two kinds. There's the kind that will help you with pain, anxiety, and insomnia. Uh, three maladies that Lions fans are very, very familiar oh, with. <laughs> they will help you with those things. They will not trigger drug tests. You won't feel it. You can go work. You can drive your, your semi for work or do whatever else, operate heavy machinery. Uh, the whole thing, the regular CBD is rocking and rolling, easy, good stuff. And then there's the other stuff. This is the chill line of their CBD products. This stuff does all those things, but you don't operate heavy machinery. This stuff, when it has a warning label on the top. <laughs> the other stuff doesn't quite have that same warning. This I don't is, even want to use my snowblower with that. Yeah, these gummies are the bomb. <laughs> they're, they're a great Saturday night time. Eat one the first time. Don't eat more. I've got I've got seven, eight stories of, of, of people who got these and ate one and waited 30 minutes and said, I don't feel anything, and ate another one and then lost a couple hours. The Hi, first, Greg. <laughs> the first time, just do one. These things are great. Uh, live and die by them. They have creams that are great. If you go at checkout at cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com, you get 55% off with keyword lions. Lions. Yeah, I see Brandon in there saying he loves that chill stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's good. It's good. And it won't trigger tests. It won't trigger the bad test, so you can keep working. Lions, coupon code, 55% off. And last I checked, I'm not sure if this is still good. Try Save 70 at checkout. That's 70% off all the edibles on top of your 55% for the Lions. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. They are great sponsors. Check it out. You guys will love it. It's uh, Like I said, there's there's times for when you want to just kind of feel it and kind of feel good, and it's like a super indica sit in your seat and kind of melt into the couch sort of thing. And there's times when you got to work and you just – or you just need to go to bed or whatever, and you just want to get rid of what's ailing you, that's the way to go. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right. We got our bad monkey. I got that. Um, I want to talk about another bad monkey, Teddy Bruschi. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. What a dolt. <laughs> Holy crap. What a bad take. This guy comes up with stats oh my God. Not tough enough for New England after 
Coach Patricia wasn't tough enough for Detroit, got run out of town, <laughs> and and Bob Quinn. Uh, that was posted in the Reddit by not Barry Sanders. What the? Where, I mean, he's just trying to save face, right? He's just trying to save face and be be. Bruce is the loyal soldier to Bill Belichick, <laughs> um, and uh, so. It, the, the preface to this is that Matthew Stafford said he would not accept a trade to New England. Please don't trade me there. I don't want anything to do with the Patriot way ever again. That was clearly directed at Matt Patricia and not Bill Belichick. Although if you look at their weapons, I, it's easy to understand why. That's an expansion level offense right now. Yep. They really are. Yep. That, that team is awful and on he, offense. They he, are well behind the Lions. When he <laughs> said that, when he said that, uh, Coach Campbell responded with... You've had enough of that shit. So they didn't trade him over there. They said, yeah. no, you're not going to New England. It's, it's not going to happen. So they worked out a different kind of deal. But absolutely, Brewski, I mean, look, here's the deal, okay? I know that they had guys hold out in, in New England, so there's, there's a story still yet to be told there about the coach without Tom Brady, but it's always been Brady's a system quarterback, or, or maybe it's both of them, or maybe it's Belichick. Tom Brady is the first He's looking pretty good right now. Isn't he still playing, Chris? The first quarterback to play in a Holmes game Super Bowl. Um, Going to be pretty interesting, right? Um, whatever system it is, maybe he is the system, or whatever. <sighs> Tom Brady looks to be a great quarterback on his in his own right, so we'll take that. The Belichick, thing, the, the Belichick <laughs> thing has yet to be answered. So um, I think he's going to be a great coach, right? I think he's going to be a great coach. Oh, I, I will not spite Bill Belichick. Um, I saw him take a, a Cleveland team back in 1994 to a division title after parting with – so one of the reasons why Cleveland hates we'll, – we'll go in a little diversion here. Yeah, I'm all Story time with Riz. Um, Browns fans hated Bill Belichick from the beginning because he didn't like Bernie Kosar. Bernie Kosar is a Cleveland guy. He was wildly popular. He was yep. Yep. the number 19 in Cleveland that the number 19 is it, as Iserman in Detroit. Right. They're absolutely on the same level. Now, I'm not saying that, that Bertie Kosar was as good as, as Steve Iserman, but in the eyes of Cleveland, yes, he was. And Belichick ran him off. He said that he had, quote, diminishing skills. And that is that that Bernie Kosar still had that as his his tag on Twitter for a very long time mm-hmm. um, and, and is still very upset about that. They brought in Vinny Testaverde, of all people, Ooh, Superman, and they went 11 and five and won a playoff game against the Patriots, by the way, that year. That is legend in Cleveland. Don't tell me he can't coach. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Now, now, did he do a good coaching job this year? No, he didn't. But again, that look at the Patriots. Look at the Patriots roster that that played weeks ten through seventeen this year. That's an expansion team. Look at the roster that held out. That's a that's a playoff caliber. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dante Hightower, Marcus Cannon, Patrick Chung, like four other guys back to it. Yeah, yeah. That that's so much better. They're going to be better next year. Yeah. Um, doubt them at your will, yeah. at your peril. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> all right, I, I want to get into the next thing here. Um, we're doing all right in time. Campbell. Here's what I do know. Every player on this roster is going to be better than they were last year. I knew that with everything in my heart because of the staff I brought in. That was posted in the Reddit by Attorney at Lion. This is this I mean it talks a little bit to what we talked what we were saying with Goff about the confidence thing. We heard him talking about Akuda and the confidence thing and watching tape and look I don't know if anyone told him if it was Tavai he's watching. That's why they were looking so slow. But he was saying that about the defense. Why are they playing so tentative and so slow? Why? Well, because of the system, because of the coaching, because of the staff that forced them and, and, and had this, oh this culture of almost fear, right? 
around the players to do things that they weren't good at and in a way that wasn't effective. And then they would blame the players when it didn't work. Think about yourself, okay? And this is it's called gaslighting for those that don't know about this kind of thing. But you're a player who's been successful your whole life and you're told do this in the scheme, this scheme worked. We've won millions of Super Bowls in New England doing it. Oh, okay. And then you go out and do it to the very very best of your ability and you're told you're an idiot by the expert in that system that won all those Super Bowls. At some point, it's it's understandable that you might start to question yourself and wonder, you know, is it am, am I not as good as I Is thought? it me? Yeah. Did I do I suck? Right, right. And I have a feeling after 3 years of that, you wind up in a tough spot and 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 Okuda, boy, what a tough first year to have a, a staff like this on him. I I looking so let me the two two well, the one thing and I'll give it to you Riz. The biggest thing they've got going for him and I think he's right in his diagnosis. I think Campbell's exactly on but this staff is comprised, a majority of the, the people on this staff are former players who have credibility out the wazoo. They've been there. They've done that. They've experienced it. They've walked the walk. I expect we're going to see the difference between a competent and an a-hole coaching staff <laughs> operating this year and what that does to the uh, many of the same players and the, and, and, and the talent on the field. I, I expect a surge from a lot of the guys, Riz. I expect the defense to be in much, much better. I expect the guys who hold over to all be better than they were last year, with the possible exception of Flowers, uh, because I, I think he was a very good fit for what P- Patricia wanted. Mm-hmm. But asking players to be passive, to read and react, when they also lack speed and athlete, relative athleticism for the position – that's just asinine. I mean, that's yeah, we're gonna we're, they're gonna do a thirty for thirty someday on how badly Matt Patricia screwed up these players. There is talent on this defense. There is more talent on this defense than there is on this offense right now. I know that's not a popular take, but I absolutely believe that. I think it, they have their two starting cornerbacks in Amani Arawarie and Jeff Okuda. And I happen to think that both of them are going to be much, much, much better. Yep. They have their playmaking safety in Tracy Walker. He wasn't allowed to play that in Matt Patricia's scheme. Did he play Did he play that crap? Hell yeah, he did. He was a massive disappointment for me. Uh, one, of, one of the biggest disappointments for me from the Lions last year. I expect him to be the way he was in 2019 and 2018 when he was one of the promising young safeties in the NFL. Yep, yep. I think I think a guy like Danny Shelton will fit well, um, asking him to one gap instead of two gap. I think both Aquaris, and I do expect, now if you're talking about franchise tag, they might use it on Romeo Aquara. I doubt it. That, that's high price, but mm-hmm. I think they have the, the, the trump card of, hey, you can play with your brother. How cool is that? You know, you already live money. together. I, have the, I think they have <laughs> the money to they do. not give that top dollar, but give close too and and you're right the the home 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 you know hometown discount with his brother here the whole thing yeah. i and and there's a real great story if you're two brothers and with a staff like this and a team like this that could really turn around it's a real opportunity um we'll see how that goes we'll see but there's yeah. again with the cap there's a million things you can do there's all Ju- julian O'Quara fits the trey hendrickson role in what defense we ex- assume aaron glenn is bringing very well as a stand-up guy who who is told and Trey Trey Hendrickson had 13 and a half sacks last year on 22 total tackles. And guess what he's doing? He's rushing the passer every freaking play. Now he only played like like 58% of their defensive snaps, 
That's that's perfect for Julian O'Quara. Yeah. Go do that. That's yeah. great. They they've got guys who can handle the roles that they're going to be asked to do. Um, that's why I'm not super keen on overhauling the defense because I think I think the guys who ha- there is talent on this defense. They have to get at least one more safety because I don't think Deron Harmon is back, and I think Will Harris is awful. Yeah. I don't think there's any fixing that. So they got to get somebody there. They've got to get a slot corner. They've got to get a a juice pass rusher um, to play next to an outside of. Trey Flowers. That's their priority on defense. Their linebackers, I'll tell you right now, if you're playing four linebackers, I don't care if you've got four pro bowlers, your defense is going to be terrible because you've got too many freaking linebackers on the field. Look at the bottom of the defensive rankings last year and the last two years. All the teams that played more linebackers more often are awful. (laughs) Awful, Chris. It's awful. Get the freaking linebackers off the goddamn field. Play two linebackers. Play three when they go heavy and they bring a fullback. And if you got more than that, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com for Riz. If you want to get up about that. <laughs> God damn. Quit playing four linebackers. <laughs> if, you're, if you're drafting a linebacker in the first round, you're trying oh, to man. fix Matt Patricia's defense. You're not trying to help Aaron Glenn's defense. Yes. Stop with the linebacker crap. Oh, my God, stop! I hate it. It drives me up the fucking wall, Chris. Sorry to go off, but it drives me insane. You don't want linebackers on the field! (laughs) I haven't had a good res rant in a long time, man. That is awesome. I'm ready to throw things. I'm ready to dunk. Let's go! (laughs) Come on, Dan Campbell. Let's hit it! That's what it sounds like when you're biting the kneecaps, folks, right there. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, a lot, a lot going I feel on. Better with this now. Team. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. A lot, lot of improvement happened to this team. That is absolutely great. Aaron had that crap scared out of him. Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> Sorry, dude. I get emotional. Um, I, I want to talk one thing about golf that we touched on. Um, before we get into the next, the, the next piece is about potential free agents. Um, we talked about the, the 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 what got between McVeigh and uh, Jared Goff, and it was likely well, Sean's girlfriend. <laughs> little pipe. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a little pipe. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> you guys, I'm telling you right now, man, 110%. Go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. We've got yes. Goff's Plumbing. Here to lay a little pipe. It is the greatest. I'm just here to lay pipe. It is the greatest golf t-shirt ever made in the history of man. DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. It's uh, we got t-shirts, men's and women's. Check them out. Fitted and for the the regular the regular built out ones. We also got MCDC shirts there. Check it out. Great, great merch. It's 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 fun, fun stuff. But uh, golf's plumbing. Ready to lay some pipe there with uh, Sean McVay's girl. So the- have you seen his girlfriend by the way? Yeah, yeah. If I wasn't yeah, so happily married, I might have said the same thing. She, yeah, she, she's pretty healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, honey. Uh, yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. My wife my wife's actually right there. She's looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they always know when to come in the room, don't they? <laughs> so, yeah, no, if you don't know, there was a group text that went on and... Um... <laughs> she just flipped me off. <laughs> the smile on her face. First he's screaming and then he's talking... Oh, boy. He's... <laughs> yeah, she was wondering. She was actually wondering if I I'm mentally okay. She knows, but we've been married for 24 years. She knows I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so we had um, uh, the the text from um, 
um, a group text amongst the players on the Rams. And in that text, uh, Goff sent the text, uh, I would pipe Sean's girlfriend. And <laughs> that kind of escaped into the wild. So why not? Goff's plumbing. He's just here to listen. Pipe. <laughs> All right. The last thing I want to talk about is uh, potential free agent wide receivers specifically right now. And we've got some time still to talk about some of the other guys. It doesn't hit for another month month and a half still really March, wow. March 17th is yep. when the league year ends I think they can start signing oh, I don't even know the day I wrote it I wrote it for Brownswire yesterday too I should know yeah. this it's 4 p.m. whatever day it is <laughs> yeah I think it's the 22nd Second? 21st maybe hmm. 21st I think it is okay It'll be the 20th. I don't know. Yeah, it's a month and a half. Google amongst yourselves. (laughs) So we'll talk about different positions. We're going to talk about right now. Look, if things stand the way they are, I'm all in on a wide receiver in the first round for the Lions at number seven. That's just where I am. We'll talk more about that, but we're going to talk about free agency since that's before the draft anyway. And free agency will affect how we we pick out the draft. Wide receiver is a great position to talk about. I want to talk about one. this one was in the YouTube comments and uh, from our from our last podcast. I want to just bring this up because it, it does make sense in a, in a very, very smart way. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yes. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds from the Rams has played with Goff. He's 25, 6'3". He's 4'5", 40. He had uh, 600 yards receiving last year. Not going to be super expensive. Gives you some options. What do you think about him in free agency? Not, it's not... Allen Robinson, right? I'm, I'm starting somewhere no, down no. In, the, in, in the kind of the, the meandery way. But this is a guy that's a little off the beaten path and off the charts. It just might be a, a quality head for this team. So he was a middle round pick out of Texas A&M. I remember watching him at Texas A&M. Uh, he caught, he actually had a couple of good years. Uh, in 2019, um, only caught 21 passes, but did catch him for 15.5 yards per catch last year. 52 receptions on 81 targets, 11.9 yards per target, uh, two touchdowns. That, that's that's modest. I mean, that's that's okay. Yeah. Um, he is a quality number two outside receiver. Is he a difference maker? No, he's not. Uh, but he can play. He's a, He's the kind of guy that you get. Um, we'll look at Buffalo for a second. He's the kind of guy that they need to play opposite Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That that's the kind of if you're Washington, you're looking for that guy opposite Terry McLaurin. He can be that guy. If he's your best receiver, your 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 offense is going to suck. Can I? But you're not you're not signing him to be your best receiver. You're not going to have to pay him to be your best receiver. Uh, this is this is a a quality guy. He's young. He's a long strider. He's not the he's not the best at getting open. Um, that's that's uh, that should be familiar for Lions fans. But uh, you know they're they're. He, he's he's a capable starting wide receiver. I, I ideally like him as a number three outside wide receiver. But you know when when you're when you when your cupboard's bare, you got to go with what you got. Let me just say with the team we got now, okay. He is a replacement for Kenny Galladay. If you get yourself a number one wide receiver in the draft or in free agency, right. Allen, if you I'm, also sign a guy like Allen Robinson, or if you draft right. Jay Moore Chase, Devontae Smith, uh, Jalen Waddle, yeah. um, those are your three leading candidates there. And, and I'm not going to say he would necessarily beat Galladay, but at the price, no, he will absolutely beat Galladay at the price. Would you Would you rather have Josh two. Reynolds in a on a three year, eighteen million dollar deal, or would you rather have Kenny Galladay? Um, getting doing better, but paying triple that. Right, right. I, it, it's it's I one don't of know. Those, it's one of those. <laughs> and, and look again, you go to a guy like I, I'm really 
getting higher and higher and Godwin as an opportunity in free agency and oh, of course Chris Allen Godwin. Robinson, right? You you send one of those two guys, you draft a wide receiver, and you don't even need Gallaudet anymore. A guy like Reynolds is absolutely perfect and, and it fits yes. in the in the whole money situation along the way. I know you guys love Gallaudet. I know you do. Uh but he's just He's, he's third from the bottom of the league in advanced stats on separation. He makes great catches because he has to, because he doesn't get separation, because he can't get away. He's not fast enough. He's just, he's a fun guy to watch. And, and let's not forget that he's oft injured instead of injured all the time. He's injured quite a freaking bit. And lastly, for those that weren't here earlier, inside word, he gave up on the team this year. So that's yeah. that's the knock. Can't, can't ver- can't, we can't verify that, but that's that, that has been... That that's that it's Kramer. It's it's out there. It's yeah. in there. Um, it's in the building. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, so, and and remember, this is a guy who turned down a very significant offer to stay in Detroit with a regime that was more amenable to paying him than the one that you've yeah. got now. Yeah. So, uh, I, I I would not expect Kenny Galladay to be back. Um, and we covered it earlier, but if you're just tuning in, they're not going to franchise tag him. If they do, I'll eat some some blueberries, which I freaking hate. Um, um, th- th- God, that's going to be awful. I really hate blueberries, Chris. I, really do. <laughs> I know you do. We'll send you maybe some of those those trash can beans that we were eating at the St. Jude fundraiser. That's better than a blueberry. <laughs> oh, I don't know. trust me. The sour milk almost know. had me. All right, I know you had some wide receivers a little bit off the beat. Yeah, path. yeah. So about. there there are there's a lot of wide receivers this year that are not top tier. Um, there's a couple that I like. Keelan Cole from the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. A guy who has played with a variety of quarterbacks of various levels of suck and has acquitted himself pretty nicely. Um, he's a guy who can be a good number two outside receiver. In Jacksonville, he was a number one after Allen Robinson left. Mm-hmm. That was asking a little bit too much of him. This is a guy who can play, though, and and again, is not going to break the bank. This is a this is a guy that you signed for two years and $11.5 million. That, that, that's a perfectly fine starting rate for, for a wide receiver like him. Kendrick Bourne from the 49ers. Good, good receiver. Um, he has some injury problems, so that that's actually going to drive his price down. A guy that I'm interested in. And I posted a whole list at, uh, at Lions Wire this morning. I didn't really go into detail on him, but uh, there's one. I'll give you a guy that I'm, I'm familiar with, and I'm not crazy about him uh, in Detroit, but Rashard Higgins from the Cleveland Browns is another guy in the same ilk as a Josh Reynolds, as a, a guy who can be your number two outside wide receiver if you have a good number one but it's probably better as your number three outside wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Holly Hollywood can do that. He is great in the red zone. That that's his, that's his calling card. And he's also a little bit flamboyant. That's why he's called Hollywood. They roll out the red carpet for him. <laughs> really good, really, really good locker room guy too. So I, I think fans would like him a lot. They certainly do in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you go up a, a tier. You're looking at a guy like Juju Smith Schuster, who has played very, very well at times, but has also, um, been in Mike Tomlin's doghouse, and and I don't know if I don't know if I've said this on on, on this podcast before. I freaking love Mike Tomlin. Uh, if he could coach my football team, get it done. Uh, I love Mike Tomlin to death as a coach. I think he's a wonderful coach. Um, getting on his bad side tends to get on my bad side. If you're a player, if if you can't if you don't if you're not going to handle that, I'm not sure that I want you on my team. But he's, you know. He's a good receiver. He would work well. Uh, I think he's probably going to get a little bit overpaid, as will Galladay. And I think the expectations for the paycheck will be a problem for him, as I also think they will be with Kenny Galladay when he goes to Detroit or uh, to Chicago or Minnesota. 
Um, because I, I absolutely think he wants to stay in the NFC North and, and stick it to the Lions because he really didn't like Matt Patricia. Um, and he might he might do very well. Who knows? Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to root against him. I, I kind of like the guy. I like him in Northern Illinois where he played with with a yeah. backup, backup linebacker as his quarterback for yeah. half of his senior year. The guy's been through a lot. It is a great story that he is where he is. He had, what, three or four different quarterbacks four. his senior year? Yep. That's four. Crazy. Had, That's crazy. Had nine different guys throw him passes in mm-hmm. Final three years at Northern Illinois. One of them was a running back, but still, <laughs> it's 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 probably good to say that um, it, 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 there's no hate for Kenny Galladay. He, right? He's done a very good job of of and, making himself into a a good starting NFL wide receiver. Yep, yep, yep. And th- th- and he's a he's a Bob Quinn draft hit. Yep, absolutely. Yep, he's a, and, a and outplayed too. expectations, and that's that's to be commended. He's a heck of a, a wide receiver too. Heck of it. <laughs> yep. All right. But don't pay him to be a wide receiver one if he's a wide receiver two. If you, if you want you want fun with that, go to the Browns. Go to go to the Browns wire comments right now yeah. and read about Jarvis Landry. Go follow Pete Smith on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jarvis Landry is a a great number two wide receiver, better than better than Kenny Galladay, getting paid fourteen and a half million dollars, and a lot of Browns fans hate him because he's not better than what he is. And he's going to get paid less than what Galladay did. Yep. And and by the way, the Browns have a pretty damn good team. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> All right, there is actually some breaking news that I'm that I'm going to hit really quick. I just want to say Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, and Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Any shopping at Amazon, if you're going to do it, just do it there. Just use that that thing. It'll take you right to Amazon. There's no funny stuff. It just throws a cookie and tells them that we sent you there, and they give us a little kickback. And same thing with Fanatics. Any Lions gear, Red Wings gear, Pistons gear, any team, college or pro, if you have any gear memorabilia or whatever you're looking at, it's the same stuff that's for sale in the Lions store and the NFL store. They, it's all fulfilled by Fanatics. Go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com and help support the show. Thank you for everybody who does that. All right. The breaking news right now, uh, projected number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. You may have heard of him. He will throw for NFL teams on February 12th instead of participating in Clemson's Pro Day next month. That's per, for today. Yep. For his reps at MGC Sports. After that, Lawrence will undergo left labrum soldier, shoulder repair. Doctor's confident he will be recovered for camp. Well, there's the left shoulder. Yeah. Non-throwing shoulder. That means he's out four months. Yep. Interesting couple pieces of information. So he's going to go work out, then go get surgery, and then you can think about he won't be working out again (laughs) until he's in camp and drafted. And he might miss the beginning of camp with that kind of a surgery. Uh, He will certainly have the non-contact jersey on and probably won't play in a preseason. By the way, don't expect a preseason uh, J.C. Treader, the NFLPA president, is lobbying very hard that the quality of football this year was great enough without preseason that they don't need it anymore, and that's probably going to pass. So oh. um, be, be forewarned uh, on that. I, I, a couple games. You know what I mean? It's, I, it's, I want two games. I want to see rookies play, especially for the Lions with, with a team. You've got all new people coming in. They need that. Players need they, that. Yeah, they absolutely need the that. The quality of football was was okay, but I think what happened this year the, the the NFL is a parody league lost a lot of that parody. The gap started to really show itself between the good and the great because the good didn't get a chance to really hone themselves in. It really made for some some lopsided football. What's so funny, Riz? Um So I am looking at my um, a, a different slack that I'm involved in professionally. Uh, let's just say, don't ever listen to Dan Cilio or oh, Evan Massey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I've just, we've been given very strict instructions to never 
uh, give them any oxygen. Yeah. So yeah. He's, there he's, you go. He's pretty silly, yo, and not very honest or real. It's it's like oh it's like God. thinking you saw a salad cake, isn't it? Anybody <laughs> remember the guy with the cake? The the, the cake. Yeah, the cake guy. The cake was He and Teddy Bruce, you can go suck limes together. Yeah. How do you say that Matthew Stafford isn't tough? Did you ever watch him once, dude? No. Really? No. Really? I, I feel like Teddy Bruski is one of those linebackers that, that Stafford could truck and would truck just because of that. <laughs> Stafford had his faults, but toughness, that's... that. Yeah, that's that ain't thing. one of them. That's the wrong thing to go at. <laughs> that's you're barking up the wrong, wrong. Like I love, I love that Packers fans got on him about it too. They're like, yeah. we don't like Stafford, but dude's nails, man. Yeah, 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 for real. <laughs> I love that. And so are, props to Packers fans that did that. Thank you. Absolutely <laughs> nervous about seeing Stafford in the playoffs next year in the divisional championship. I guarantee it. In Green Bay, they are terrified. They're, they should be and uh, because if it if it if he works, that's a really good football team in Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. and so, do we have to have ground rules for like rooting for that? Like, like if the Lions are are five and eleven and out of it, are we going to root for Matthew Stafford and the Rams in the playoffs? Because I assume they're going to win the NFC West next year. Yeah, yeah. I, I look. Yeah, I, I I've always been a Michigan. Or, fan. or will you be like, why couldn't you have done that in Detroit? No. I know, I know, I know, I know. Nine hundred and seventy point one fans are going to be that way. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. For me, it's. I've, I was a Lions fan before Matthew Stafford was ever here. I'm going to be a Lions fan far beyond when everyone on this roster is gone. But I love Matthew Stafford, yeah. and if he's not playing, we play him once next year. I hope he wins 15 games. If he if he winds, <laughs> if, if he winds up in the playoffs and we're not, we don't face him. I I would love to see him win. I, I I he's easy to root for. It's like Tom Brady, as I was alluding to earlier. I like Tom Brady a lot. I don't ever want him to beat the Lions. Lions first, 100. percent But then I can watch other guys win and have fun. This Super Bowl for me is going to be a lot of fun this year. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love him. Oh, He's I such do. a great quarterback. And then Tom I share a birthday with him. There he That's is. my guy, man. That's all you share. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, just going to be fun. I don't really have a, a, a dog in the fight. I just want to see some good football in a, in a fun game. This who, is do you think, who, do you, who do you got winning? Hmm. I got the Chiefs winning, but I kind of am leaning towards wanting the Bucks to win just because it's local for me. And, I, yeah. and, and after watching the Bolts win and all that, it's kind of this. It really invigorates the town. So, yeah, there you go. I, got, I got the Chiefs by a touchdown. I think Tyron Matthew makes a big play. I think he gets either a pick six or a big play off of Brady. Whatever, uh, because he, he's a special dude. <laughs> Whatever happens, I want Godwin to walk away mad and willing to take a Lions contract. and come to Detroit. Chris Chris Godwin to Detroit would be very nice oh, and and also more affordable than Kenny Galladay. Oh, Godwin. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Uh, ignore, ignore the four drop game that he had in the playoffs because that was that was that, was that dude that was rough man that was that was Mario Manningham versus Ohio State back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan fans know what I'm talking about. Oh, Mario Manningham. Woof. All right, there you go. How do you drop six passes in a row? How does that happen, Chris? If Matthew Stafford were to throw them at me, I would be dodging them, not just dropping them. (laughs) You just dial it into your face, man. Oh, my God. Those balls. I mean, remember remember when Brad Kaya or even Kellen Moore was out there in training camp? And you would watch them throw the ball at the same time, right? They would release the ball at the same time. The ball would be back in Stafford's hands before Kaya's or Moore's landed from the the, the arc of the pass. It, it It was truly a treat to watch the physical act of Matthew Stafford for throwing the football it really was we got blessed by that and we're we're gonna miss that because that's not Jericho's game it was it <laughs> was you'd be in the sideline it was really cool 
You hear that? It really was on the sideline when Stafford would throw it, man, and it was almost scary. the The wind and whistle of that thing flying by. It's like listen to. Do you remember the joint practices when the when the Giants were in town and watching Eli Manning throw and then watch Matthew Stafford throw? It was it was like you were watching different sports. (laughs) (laughs) It was insane. (laughs) The giant the Giants. I remember Jordan Rainin, who's a good guy, was watching. He's like. Oh, like, <laughs> that's why y'all like him. Okay, <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> there you go. All right. With that, we're going to call it a show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we're doing this weekly, and we've got some vlogs, great vlog content coming. Riz, myself, Ash, um, Case is talking about doing. We've got Sandman coming in with some vlog content, too. Great stuff. Make sure you tune in. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You get access to the smartest chat on the internet. It just happens to be Lions related mainly, but we've got gambling we've got stocks we've got the whole ball of wax deep we got beer we got barbecue we got anything you can think of we've got different channels for all that it is literally highly engaging and and the smartest most intelligent lions chat on the internet anyway check it out patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast will get you access to that chat go in there and donate as little as a dollar a month and you'll have access show up in your inbox also give us a like on facebook instagram those places and on the twitter machine at det lions podcast det lions podcast you can see riz's pantsless body at jeffrisden.com no better way to see him and subscribe on youtube youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast hit that like button on your way out please we appreciate it and subscribe and the bell and all those things itunes stitcher google play spotify we're on all those things all that thank you so much we're going to check you out i gotta find it i scroll past thank you for tuning in we're gonna see you next time on the detroit lions podcast remember no pants no toasters no hot tubs no problems because we're your detroit lions and reddit connection i think i'd have it memorized by now (laughs) i almost had it memorized (laughs) i should have you do it final seconds winding down and look at that how big is that chris and case out of time pack the bag start the plane this show is over you've had enough of that shit